Good evening, folk. I would like to thank David for this invite to give the Friday night devotional at Vision. And I'd like to just to thank you for your prayers for myself and my family through the time we had a, a couple of weeks ago with the, this bad flu. I want to continue from last time and share um, my reflections I gleaned from the book of Numbers. But before we read this passage, I just want to open up in prayer. Father, we just come before you and we just thank you for this time tonight just to come round your word through this devotional. We just ask the Lord just to keep blessing Vision Church and we just thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to look tonight at Numbers 22, Numbers chapter 22, verses 21 to 35. So Balaam rose in the morning, saddled his donkey, and went with the princes of Moab. Then God's anger was aroused because he went. The angel of the Lord took his stand in a way as an adversary against him. And he was riding his donkey and his two servants were with him. Now the donkey saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way with his drawn sword in his hand and the donkey turned aside out of the way and went into the field. So Balaam struck the donkey to turn her back to the road. The angel of the Lord stood in a narrow path between the vineyards with a wall on this side and a wall on that side. And when the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, she pushed herself against the wall and crushed Balaam's foot against the wall as he struck her again. Then the angel of the Lord went further and stood in a narrow place where there was no way to turn either to the right hand or to the left. And then the donkey saw the angel of the Lord and she, she laid down under Balaam. So Balaam's anger was aroused and he struck the donkey with his staff. Then the Lord opened the mouth of the donkey, and she said to Balaam, What have I done to you, that you have struck me these three times? And Balaam said to the donkey, Because you have abused me, I wish there were a, a sword in my hand now, for now I would kill you. So the donkey said to Balaam, Am I not your donkey, which I have ridden ever since? I became yours to this day. Was I ever disposed to you, to this to you? And he said, No. Then the Lord opened Balaam's eyes, and he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way of his drawn sword in his hand, and he bowed his head and fell on his face. And the angel of the Lord said to him, What, why have you struck your donkey these three times? 
Behold, I have come out to stand against you, because your way is perverse before me. And the donkey saw me and turned aside from me these three times. If she had not turned aside from me, surely I would also have killed you by now and let her live. And Balaam said to the angel of the Lord, I have sinned, for I do not know you stood in the way against me. Now, therefore, if it displeases you, I will turn back. Then the angel of the Lord said to Balaam, Go with the men, but only the word that I speak to you, that you shall speak. So Balaam went with the princes of Balak. Moses had authored the book of Numbers and it's thought to have been written between 1450 to 1410 BC. This passage from Numbers 22 was is written about the time when the second generations of the Israelites where, where they had pitched and camped in the plains of Moab, ready at the border to go into the promised land. The journey to the plains of Moab was unhindered, where they had overcome and won two major battles, defeating King Shehon, Sihon and King Og. Balak was, who was the king of Moab, heard of the Israelites, heard of their whitewash, and was distressed by the inhabitants of the, of the Israelites, and he thought they would come to destroy his nation, like an ox licks the grass in the field. This is where King Balak. And the elders of Midian looked for help. They sent delegates to a sorcerer turned prophet called Balaam. He was well known for giving blessings and cursings that worked. Not much is mentioned about Balaam. He's kind of an enigma in scripture. But if we read in to Peter Chapter 2, verses 15 and 16. They have forsaken, it reads here, they have forsaken the right way and gone astray, following the way of Balaam, the son of Beor, who lived, who loved the wages of unrighteousness, but he was rebuked for his iniquity. A dumb donkey speaking with a man's voice restrained the madness of the prophet. And we read here of the way of Balaam, who loved the wages of unrighteousness. He was scheming to profit from the gift that God had given him. And this is and this will help us give us an idea of the actions of Balaam as we look to experience his look at his experience with the donkey and the angel of the Lord. So let's look at Balaam's journey on his donkey and we see how the angel of the Lord 
stands in the way. The angel of the Lord works to, to change Balaam's mind and focus on turning from being greedy for rewards to curse the Israelites, to drive them out of the plains of Moab. We read in verses 20 to 21, the night before, God had told Balaam he could go but Moab, go to Moab, but only to speak what God had commanded. So Balaam gets up and, saddle, and saddles his donkey to travel back with the, Midian, Midian, the Moabite princesses. And this is where the anger of the Lord festered up. Let's look at three different aspects of these verses from verses 22 to 35. And we see where the Lord stands and obstructs the path of Balaam's greedy sin and shows the path to go, to go on the right way. So let's look at our first point, verses 22 to 27, where the Lord can make it hard by standing in the way. If you look down at verse 22, we see God is angry with Balaam, so outraged that Balaam was going, going to, to journey. And Balaam's desire of greed and, richer, and riches overwhelmed him. And this is, what, this is where he was going to curse the Israelites and cast them out. And this is when the angel of the Lord appeared as a theophany of our Lord Jesus. We read three times the angel of the Lord with a drawn sword standing in the way of Balaam and his two servants and the donkey. In verse 23 to 25 and verse 27, the donkey saw the angel of the Lord and we see the donkey trying to save Balaam's life by turning off the path into a field by pushing herself against a vineyard wall which was which crushed Balaam's foot and finally she had enough and she lay down and each of the three times the donkey saved Balaam but Balaam struck her. I always thought donkeys were um, stubborn grumpy animals as I look in the mirror but they are great for sensing for sensing danger. If you ever travel up to um, Mount Everest, up to the base camp, you will find donkeys carrying heavy heavy luggage and food supplies. But they can sense more. They can sense more than horses. They can sense danger around them from fallen rocks to unstable paths. So let's get back to this devotional. Have you, have, you, have you ever felt tempted? Do you desire things that you're obsessed, that you are obsessed to have, such as the latest fashion clothing, the latest running shoes? Well, this is me with the running shoes, but to have that new car or the latest electronic gadget. In Paul's letter to the Corinthians, it's so helpful. 
through this chapter, though this chapter speaks of idolatry, we read in Colossians chapter 3 verse 5, Therefore put to death your members which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desires, covetedness, which is idolatry. And these attributes can provoke, they can provoke temptation. And as we read in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 12 to 13. Therefore let him who thinks he stands take heed, lest he fall. No temptation has overtaken you except such as in common to man. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. So let's quickly unlock these, these, these verses. Verse 12, verse 12 here is telling us if a person stands, stands strong and is confident in their walk, with the Lord. It's good to be like this, yeah? But in verse 13, Paul tells us temptation may come, may come, and he is encouraging the Corinthians. He says, no temptation has overtaken you except such as in common to man, meaning temptation can happen to anyone. And do not feel that you are the only one that has these compulsions that tempt you beyond, beyond what you can endure. It is not a sin to be tempted, but if you yield, if you yield to temptation, it's sinful. We read back, but God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with temptation will also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear, to be able to bear it. We, we may not totally escape temptation, but with the help of Jesus, he will give you provision to be able to stand up under it and bear it. You know, I am nothing without Jesus, but with him, all things are possible. Let's look at our second point in verses 28 to 33. The Lord can make you think by reproofing and convicting you. Have you, have you ever heard a monkey, a donkey speak? Well, well, I have. Well, on Shrek the movie, which is based on a true story. Well, I'm kidding. But, but as we, 
read and look down at these verses 28 to 30, we see the Lord op the Lord opened the, the donkey's mouth. The donkeys usually have a ee-haw kind of sound, but this she-donkey was able to talk. The donkey asked Balaam why he struck her three times, and Balaam responds by saying, because you were trying to kill me, and it and if he had a sword in his hand, he would kill her because she made him look foolish. Finally, in verse 30, he says, Am I not your donkey on which you have written ever since I became yours to this day? Was I ever disposed to do this to you? And he said, No. Disposed here is not made habit of, or not done anything like this before. Donkeys, even with their, their sad-looking long faces, are versatile, are versatile and very dependable. And therefore, Balaam was so mad that she would not move. It is interesting that when the donkey said, I became yours to this day, and Balaam could have rode this donkey most of his life. Do you know donkeys make great pets? They are sensitive creatures and they make good companions and startle and startle less than horses. And I'm sure Pastor David will get a donkey one day for his grandchildren. But we read in verse 31 that the Lord opened Balaam's eyes so that he could see the angel of the Lord standing with a drawn sword. Then Balaam bowed his head and fell on his face. You can see the angel of the Lord, angry, sword ready to strike. The angel of the Lord said, Why have you struck your donkey these three times? Behold, I have come out to stand against you, because your way is perverse before me. And he continued, The donkey saw me, and he turned aside from me these three times. And she said, and if she had not turned aside from, from me, surely I would also kill you by now and let her live. Balaam started to think that, started to think what he had done to the donkey, and with the angel of the Lord appearing to him, with his head bowed flat, his head bowed and flat in his face, the Lord reproofs, reproofs Balaam for his behaviour. And the angel of the Lord said to to Balaam, your way is perverse before me. And Balaam was being reckless on a journey of greed to get wealth for cursing the Israelites. Lastly, our last point, um, verses 34 to 35. The Lord can forgive and set you on the right way. 
As you look down at verse 34, And Balaam said to the angel of the Lord, I have sinned, for I did not know you stood on the way against me. Now therefore, if it displeases you, I will turn back. Balaam is remorseful, exposed for hitting the donkey for his greedy, reckless behaviour. As Balaam did wrong, he, he offered to return home. But the angel of the Lord in verse 35 told Balaam to carry on travelling with the princesses of Balak. And the condition was to, to keep going, was to speak what the Lord communicated. In later chapters, in, in later chapters in Numbers um, 23 and 24, Balaam did what he was told and he went to three high places overlooking the Israelites with Balak, where he was hoping Balaam would curse them, but Balaam did not and did what the Lord had told him. But sadly, Balaam in later chapters fell away from the Lord. He was killed in chapter 31, and and it's pointed out in Revelation 2, verse 14, he was for he was called for corrupting the Israelites through sexual immorality and eating sacrificial foods that were given to idols. But to finish off, for us Christians, when we confess our sin, just like Balaam, for he had sinned against the Lord, we must turn from sin and put and put it behind us. Paul helps us in the book of Philippians, chapter 3, verses 12 to 14. And it says, Not that I have already attained, for I am already perfect, but I press on, that I may lay hold of that which Christ Jesus has also laid hold in me. Brethren, I did not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting these things which are behind and reaching forward to those things are which are ahead. I press forward to the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Jesus Christ. I know I'm gone past my time and um, let's quickly unpack these verses verse 12 Paul is saying that he has not attained or perfected his goal for what Christ has in store for him but he presses on to process to process that perfection when Paul says I press on he is like a sprinter on the racetrack. When the gunfire, they push off, off the blocks and they race with full power and the use of their energy to get to the finishing line. What, what is Paul chasing 
at the finishing line. Look, if you if you have your Bible, if you look back at verse eleven, he is wanting to attain or experience the time of the resurrection of the dead. That's glorified. You see, as we grow in our faith and knowledge of God, the Holy Spirit begins in us the process of sanctification, progressively making us holy like Christ. In verse 13, he says, I do not count myself to have apprehended, meaning he hasn't achieved his perfect goal for what Christ has in store for him. He struggles like us as we remember the sinful things of the past. We read, we read here, he says, one thing I do, one thing I do, Paul is single-minded. He is determined to forget the past and move forward to the things of the future. In verse 14, he, he says he, he presses towards the goal. He has been watchful so that he is not distracted to get the price of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus, which is when we receive our crown of righteous, righteousness in 2 Timothy 4 verse 8 at the resurrection of the dead the day when Christ returns. So I pray, I pray this devotional message will be a blessing to you and give you thoughts on Balaam's temptation and the way Balaam was reproofed for his behaviour and his decision of sin when he repents. Thank you.